tune in weekly to the Piper Carter Podcast with Piper Carter for a conscious take on music, arts, politics, and fashion. The founder of We Found Hip Hop has a say on what you should know about culture with a balanced conscience. Subscribe on Apple iTunes or Google Play to the Piper Carter Podcast to hear the stories and thoughts of Piper Carter. Follow Piper Carter on Instagram at Piper Carter. All right, we are back in the Detroit is Different studios, and I am here to announce the Nothing But a G Thing episode with Piper Carter. Piper Carter is a creative, a cultural advocate, an activist, someone that is going to always pump up and scream Detroit, scream black rights, scream women's rights, scream for all human rights, and all along the way has a world of stories going from New York, Detroit, and back again and back again has traveled the world talking Detroit has traveled the world from taking pictures from doing video from graphic design to planning festivals conferences runway shows and all types of other stuff and she's also one of my good good homies and has a classic laugh which you're gonna get a whole lot of during this show Piper Carter this is the Piper Carter show and I'm Kari Frazier just running the I guess I'm not even the point guard in this I'm on the bench Bro, you're not on the bench. Yeah. <laughs> I'm on the bench. I'm Vinny Johnson. You're you gotta be the point guard. I'm Vinny. I'm Vinny. I'm coming in to warm up sometimes when things get alone. Okay. That's what's up. Well, that intro was really, really dope. So thank you for that. That's a lot of love that you gave me. Yeah. And and thanks for, you know, having this platform and um, you know, just asking me to come on and and, and speak and be heard and all the support you always give me and and everybody else you know like you've been doing this work as well a really long time and when i first moved to detroit everybody was like you gotta meet kari you know kari frazier and, for real uh, people were saying that ain't oh yeah that something for sure ain't that something for sure i need i need the i need the man your name ringing in I these need streets. the man that uh, got the bag for me, <laughs> as the kids say now. They don't yeah. even call it money. They call no, it the, the bag. bag. Yeah. Yeah, I need the man with the bag to talk that, too. Yeah, yeah. Okay, so the man with the bag is... <laughs> he's like he's like right behind you, bro. Well, no, no, not behind you. No, no, I don't want him behind you. He's in front of you. <laughs> All right. So, in Piper's world, uh, your story is very deep and so layered i'm gonna just get you on detroit is different eventually and we can just go through that'll be dope but before we even get to that let's go into what you're working on right now what's happening in piper's world right now in real life i'm i work on my health like every day i made a priority like i'm 46 years old i made a priority you look like you're like 15 yay that's what's up i mean i've been off meat since 1990 Mm -hmm. and i just had gotten really busy and a lot was going on and just I've always been into like health you know and things like that but um just and over the last few years I just made a decision that um health is wealth and uh just wanted to make sure that I um you know just prioritize my health so I've been in the gym a lot I know that sounds like really boring but it's the truth uh, just been, you know, working out, walking, running, doing yoga and, um, eating right, juicing, getting lots of sleep. Like, um, in real life, like before, uh, you know, I would prioritize all my work projects, but in real life, I, I've just literally been prioritizing my health, my mental, spiritual, my body health, my relationships, uh, my, 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 my self-talk, you know, my, my, my self-talk, um, yeah, so that 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 that's what's going on immediately. Um, but project wise, oh my goodness! So in September, I'm launching a really big project. I'll probably talk about that a little later. But, okay. So basically, yeah. health right now is the priority in Piper's world. Yeah. And what's happening? And 46 is definitely one of those ages and stages, as they say. You yeah. hop the hurdle of what it is early 40s and now you're in the mid 40s yeah technically i'm a middle-aged woman it's hilarious i know i can't believe it it's (laughs) like like, and uh with that being said you know just the the black experience and where health lies as i'm 35 uh business 
and, and fluctuating in weight as time to work out and where things go with diet, it plays a different role is people my age are having strokes, mm-hmm. um, dealing with different things. In mm-hmm. the podcast world, everyone's still shocked over the passing oh, of uh, what Combat happened with Combat Jack. Jack. Yeah. Um, and it's, it's real. Uh, what happened with... Uh, Jay Dilla. Yeah. Uh, what happened with Big Pun? Yeah. Just a lot of these different people where it's like, damn, for real? You yeah. Know? Like young age. Yeah. When you're when you're 20 mm-hmm. and 18, uh, 40 seems like, oh, man, that, right. that ain't going to never get here. Right. And then you get to be 30 and it's like, damn, it's right there. 50 is like right there. Mm-hmm. And then you'll see people that are 50 and moving slow with right. pacemakers and heart monitors. Bro. And I don't want that to be me. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, you don't want it to be you and, like, you'd rather be preventative on it. Yeah, yeah. So, of your social circle, of some of the people that you've come to 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 know and the loved ones you've had and friends what's uh what's happening in their health journeys and how are you encouraging them because it's getting real for a lot of us i mean in real life literally um today one of my really close childhood friends i went to her funeral Mm. and we were really good friends we're only like three days apart um and i mean just a beautiful amazing person but just young you know 46 and it was uh of health health yeah health related and then i mean and and so that's on an extreme level but even you know just peers of mine telling me about their hypertension medications that they're on um just you know all the health issues they have uh various uh forms of cancer um whether it's like breast cancer, some of them are dealing with stomach cancer, throat cancer. Um, some some people have even diseases I never actually even heard of. Uh, allergies, like severe allergies. Like back in the days, like I never really knew anyone with allergies. And recently I've just been seeing people have all these new allergies. I mean, I think a lot of that stuff is linked to pollution as well mm-hmm. and unhealthy foods that are just available to us as well. But I think, you know, um, you couple that with inactivity, stress, um, you know, it's just, it's just important. I mean, for me, um, what was it, 2015, I believe, uh, or maybe even be, it's, I think it may be 2016, um, there's a brother um, that is in Seattle, if I'm not mistaken, um, and his name is Keith. And he actually has this company. It's um, it's called Hip Hop Is Green, and okay. um, he actually got the t- tenth element. He went to New York City, did a big ceremony with Dead Prez, Sarok, and a bunch of others. He got um, the tenth element of hip hop. He got health and wellness declared as the tenth element of hip hop. Ain't that something? Ain't yeah. that something? Yeah. And, and uh, a culture that definitely. Because people always would say, even with like Tupac, it's like right. sessions like full of chicken wings and Hennessy. <laughs> that was like, just, oh my god! <laughs> so, like the 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 culture, and then even the bu- abundance of different drugs and drug use today oh uh, that is prevalent in some of the more popular rap music, which right. is connected to the hip hop culture. Right. Um, something to be aware of and something to think about. And and even the promotion of um, unhealthy sexual habits. The promotion of um, unhealthy, you know, ways in which we communicate, unhealthy ways in which we, you know, just don't take care of ourselves. You know, like when uh, what's promoted is grinding and busting your hump, you know what I mean? To like make Mm -hmm. money and prioritizing, making money over sleep and family, you know, and things like Mm -hmm. that. And those are a lot of messages uh, that I think are very unhealthy because then what happens is you know, um, relationships get sacrificed, like personal relationships, like your relationship to yourself, your relationship to food, to sleep, to, you know, the things that, that, that really, you know, make you uh-huh. a healthy person. So I think, you know, uh, moving forward, looking at the 10th element of hip hop being health and wellness, um, or having it actually be declared, you know what I mean? Like in the universe, I think, um, that's a really, important thing for me because um well number one it's something that I had already been doing and been incorporating but just to have it be official is like 
yeah, okay, this is, you know, this is what we need to do. We're on the right track. You know what I mean? Okay, and you just touched on the relationships that people have. Mm -hmm. As you got me by some days, but we're still close. What I'm learning is time goes by. These relationships, Mm -hmm. these friendships, you talked about being at, I can't even imagine what that's like. I've been to different services of people I know, like in the streets more so. So it's... I look at it differently, but mm-hmm. nothing like a health condition. So right. um, staying in contact with these people, like yeah. it, it gets it gets far away. How it's, have it's you difficult. circled back into keeping up with some of the people that, you know, are, are your friends as I, I look up and it may be like two, three years. before right. It's like, damn, I ain't even had a conversation with this person. I'm guilty. I mean, I'm guilty. I um I've had that problem my whole life. I moved around a lot. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm really friendly. I'm an empath. I'm Aquarius. So I'm open. I went to, Af- I went to private African centered school. So <laughs> I make friends like really easy. I talk to people, you know, really easy, but, um, maintaining relationships for me is a little bit difficult just because, um, I, I still move around a lot. I still, you know, I'm really busy. So that's something that I actually need to work on. I need to work on my relationships. You know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. maintaining them. I've actually lost. I actually had when my mom got really sick, when I moved to Detroit in 08, because my mom got sick, I actually um, just fully delved into taking care of her. And then I just never looked back in New York City like ever. And I had a, a, a friend of mine and uh, I was just completely entrenched in trying to help my mom get healthy and uh, look up. And it was like maybe nine months. I hadn't called anyone. I hadn't done anything. I'd just been at the hospital. And she was like, oh, um, I don't want to be your friend anymore mm. because it's not worth it because all you do is take care of your mom. Mm. So I was like, oh, you know, I mean, on the one hand, I was like, so what? That's cool. <laughs> yeah. But then on the other hand, you know, in hindsight, I'm like, well, I just wasn't able to maintain my relationships. OK. Know? And then exploring that. And that's another thing that I'm looking to take and prepare to be like elder care. But let's talk a little bit about those friendships and mm-hmm. the value of those tr- friendships, that intrinsic connection of like just somebody that you're comfortable being around and laughing and joking and talking and connecting like what has that meant to you throughout your life I mean in real life I really I'm Aquarius so I really value people mm-hmm. um like I've, I've I value you know humanity Aquarius is like you know humanity and things like that you know mankind um service and so but what um what I have always struggled with is like those one-on-one, like interpersonal relationships. I find mm-hmm. that um, people say <laughs> I'm combative, but I don't really see myself as combative. I see myself as authentic, Who's, honest. Okay, give an example of an example of a time somebody said you're combative. Oh my god, every day. Okay, uh, give me an <laughs> like example. so you many people. You don't have to like give the person. Yeah, the, the person. I got give you. the scenario. So, like, um, in for instance. I, so people will, might say, might have said something, uh, maybe against, I know, like, so there's this huge debate consistently in hip hop about women in hip hop. Right. Mm -hmm. And so, um, a lot of guys share share the, what is the debate? Please give the argument. So a lot of guys say, Mm -hmm. or I'm going to say the conversations that I've had with guys, have pretty much revolved around they don't want to hear a woman rap because they don't want to hear <laughs> her voice because <laughs> they don't want to hear her voice uh rapping uh as a man i like some female mcs but i connect with it differently like everybody was asking me like hey man you listen to cardi b's new album and it's like okay from her perspective yeah, but it's kind of how I feel about like a lot of these younger rappers nowadays. Like I hear it, but I don't connect with it. You know, it's like, not, it's not. I hear, so when Tupac had, came out with Straight Ball, and it's like, oh man. But you connect with Lauren. See, maybe even her cadence. With Lauren, I didn't. I, I just was like, okay, this is this is dope music. Like even her MCing skills and everything. Even her, like I was one of those people. Yeah, I'm one of them. I'm I'm like Lord Jamar. What about Rod Digger? 
even raw is still more aggressive mm -hmm. so it, it's a little bit different it's kind of like how i feel about kendrick lamar right uh and a lot of these younger rappers kendrick makes music kendrick lamar and j cole i believe are making music with the sensibilities of my old ass listening to it okay you know well what about remy remy has some like i say like it's something i don't know like yeah. you know what i mean it's it's very you know, it, it, I kind of listen to female MCs the way I listen to Migos or Future. Or, Man, uh, uh, I mean, all of them. I bundle it up like I. I don't think they're making the record for me. You know what I'm wow. saying? Wow. I think they're making. What my about favorite, Mama Soul? My favorite female, like okay, when Boss came out, you know, I was like, this is dope. Uh, and then it's some of her being from Detroit. And then also MC Light, I love Cha Cha Cha. Mm -hmm. um, what about Mahogany? Mahogany's dope. That's my right. homie. But yeah. it's still like even with Mahogany, it's like I feel the essence of it. But just because I I can listen to something that ain't I like music. You know what I'm saying? I'm right. not gonna connect with it. You know, it's a limited male MCs that I connect with on a level no, where no, it's I just like you. at that wavelength where it's like, damn, mm -hmm. I, you know. When when Jay Z came, when I heard D Evils from Jay Z, you know it's like, damn, this is crazy, you know. Mm -hmm, but mm -hmm. some of those songs, especially Tupac, um, uh, "Bury Me a G," "Straight Ballin," uh, his his verse in "Gotta Get Mine" with MC Breed, mm -hmm, really MC mm -hmm. Breed's first verse. It's I'm imagining the whole like like I am transfixed as if i'm in the essence of this music you know what i mean okay. whereas i i just never it is it's kind of how i connect to the whole thing andre's verse on get up get out you know what i mean the, the whole at the time i mean how i feel now they telling me i need to get out and vote huh why like the whole concept because mm -hmm. how i see myself as a black man is transfixed into some of the music some of mm -hmm. pimp mm -hmm. verses some of uh scarface's verses you know mm -hmm. a minute to pray and a second to die you know um never seen a man cry um these songs just stick out in my mind where i i don't think it makes the female mc uh whack like some guys i was like straight up it's whack but i i just don't connect with it I mean, I uh, guess another thing I'm you know. thinking, too, is like, I mean, the way I kind of when I'm listening to you, I'm hearing that that you're connecting with the story and that that story, you know, told from those guys. And so that there's like a, there's like a connection to like the storyteller as well, like maybe their voice, their cadence, yeah. the way they tell the story. And so that resonates with you. Like here is like one of the more, especially in your podcast, I know they probably hate it, but you know, on Biggie's Life After Death, this too. Him and Lil' Kim had that song, Another, yeah. right? Mm -hmm. Where Biggie tells his his verse and then Lil' Kim tells her verse. And right. I actually think Lil' Kim's verse is better than Biggie's verse. Right. But I'm not, you know what I'm saying? Like, when he's like... You don't like connect to that days, story. And it's like, I'm listening from, like, the perspective an of, An outsider. Like, yeah, it's kind of... Listening, oh, with, okay, that's with, what women with, think? With, like with music, like it's like okay i mean with movies it's the same thing like mm. you know i didn't if if girls trip was even though that seems weird guys trip <laughs> <laughs> i probably would have seen the movie mm. you know but it, it's like so maybe you want to maybe you maybe i mean and on one hand what i hear is like a need to hear your story or hear yeah, men, black, the black men's story. Black I identify story. on a couple on a couple of different levels with, you know, with that with that uh, black experience. Mm -hmm. But I still respect a lot of other things. Uh, one of my mm -hmm. favorite bands is uh, Creedence Clearwater Revival, and I've damn sure never been a white dude down on the bayou. But <laughs> it's some dope music. Like mm -hmm. I, I just. I feel it differently. Like mm -hmm. I identify with some of the music from the the male MC, like mm -hmm. Brand Newbie and All for One. It's like mm -hmm. I'm identifying. It's it's a different perspective, mm -hmm. you know. And then also the 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 sexism that I'm culturalized and socialized to even view of the boxes that I put women in. I'm sure that plays a role in how I listen to. Maybe you know? so. I think another thing that I hear too is um, like a need to hear empowered black men's voices. 
because yeah. we don't we don't, i mean hip-hop is the space where we hear empowered black men right because mm-hmm. when we because when we look on uh other outlets and we hear black men's voices um they're not necessarily empowered it's 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 a different i think comedy it's the same way but mm-hmm. it's the same thing even with comedians mm-hmm. and i love some uh some uh, i love it's some female comedians that are dope but mm-hmm. i just li- i i hear the story differently i think mm-hmm. Whoopi goldberg which i kind of consider her more of a storyteller uh has some excellent takes and her timing is great but in in that same world of storytelling um talk about a guy to bring up <laughs> I follow some of those stories that Bill Cosby is told and Richard Pryor told a whole lot differently. Mm. I mean, I, w- I would say maybe because they're, you know, they're, they're black men and there's, yeah, there's yeah. a need to hear black men's, you know, voices. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Em- empowered black men's voices. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, I empathize. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I, I was just going to say, but I mean, so like in it, you know the the song uh, where Cardi B is, I guess, like you know, talking about Offset from Migos, who's uh, the father of her child, or the more urban term, baby daddy. Mm-hmm. And I think they're engaged, so fiance too. So mm-hmm. <laughs> like him, um, him, uh, I guess, being promiscuous with other women in mm-hmm. her. Like I'm listening to the story, and I'm like, yo, this is a dope story. This mm-hmm. is like, this is a cool story the way she told it it's real plain i could see me having this discussion with like one of my younger cousins or whatever going through a breakup situation and she she put it together real clever Mm -hmm. now from that same perspective that same story being told by j cole it's like damn yep i remember when i got cheated on Mm. you know Mm because like from the guy's perspective it's like i didn't know a, a, a member of migos was supposed to be faithful in the first place. Mm, that's interesting. I was reading something. Uh, oh, a tweet. Mm-hmm. There's this guy. He's hilarious. Stop being famous. Um, do you, you know him on Twitter? No. He's freaking funny as hell. Very cynical and just the type of humor I love. Mm-hmm. But he was saying something to the effect about um, roles of men and roles of women Mm-hmm. and assumptions and basically he was saying that men assume that women are uh chaste and less i think he was saying uh like sinister <laughs> and 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 so there's an expectation of that and so when when something happens that it's just like this huge travesty and uh women think women assume that that men are uh you know that 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 men are brave and that all men are brave and i mean it was just i have to try to find the tweet but basically um he was saying like that's all bs you know like that so like i mean some of these societal roles they they like the the stereotypes play uh 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 um we're temperature with it all like how mm-hmm. much do we believe and how much do we not believe it plays it plays a factor in it all now to the extent we believe it that's the that is the um that's at the i guess each case by case scenario and who we're dealing with and what's going on at the time and when we're going, when things are happening, as uh, as I've seen a lot of things happen with me, you know, differently than they would happen with you mm-hmm. and, and vice versa. And sometimes it takes a, a woman to point out how the world interacts with me differently as a man. Like, you know, I'd have never received that, like mm. on, on a lot of levels, mm-hmm, you know, mm-hmm. uh, whether it is dealing with other men and sometimes even dealing with women. You know, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. as the reverence or the respect or the um or the the tone in which people engage me. Mm. You know, I was talking to I was talking to a, a guy 
yesterday in one of my black coffee podcasts and he graduated from Howard University in the 80s mm-hmm. and this kind of connects to another discussion that I had as I mm-hmm. think uh, a woman I admire on so many levels like that I'm sure a lot of my admiration for her is the the reverence and the power she spoke to black men you know and uh, Dr. Francis Cress Welsing rest in peace mm-hmm. and think- I was like I was like, man, you were on Howard's campus working in the editorial staff, taking pictures in the 80s. You probably have all types of pictures of Dr. Francis Cress Wilson. And that's the type of woman I would want to be the president of Howard. Right. But she never would end up in that position for many reasons. Mm -hmm. As much as her writings and her theories were some of the most uh, progressive theories. In her field of studies, someone like Jawaza Kinjufu gets the 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 accolades of it and right. lord knows if if study both of them because i just went extreme black yeah academia on who's listening to this podcast with name dropping both <laughs> of them. you know study both of them but both right. both of them Definitely. have theories on uh raising and interacting and engaging uh black males right one had a perspective of like this system is built on the demise of black men and the other one's case was more so like this is the way we can uh we can work within this system to solve things like jawaza kenjufu's mm-hmm. writings more so spoke to like okay in reformation this, yeah mm-hmm. yeah like like this is how you can function in a broken system mm-hmm. whereas francis cross Wilson was like okay because this system is broken you need to always identify with that. And the only thing that you can do is tear it all the way down. You know. Revolution. Yeah. Yeah. It's, a, it's, a, it's, a, it's such a, oh my goodness. That's one of the things that really is a split in, I would say, like, the black liberation community is the, like, or just the black community in general, people doing, like, community organizing it's that idea of like reformation versus, you know, revolution. But I just wanted to quickly shout out um, Howard University because that is where I went to school. <laughs> uh, <laughs> but um, yeah, I mean, and it's interesting too because like for me, I feel like it's a both and, you mm-hmm. know, plus reparations. Um, and reparations, you know, on many levels. Uh, and restitution and also you know uh restorative justice you know restorative practices and things like that it's just really interesting um look when you you know look at like the the trajectory of i'm gonna start from let's say like the black liberation time period if you will Mm -hmm. um and then where that became just where it just died <laughs> where it didn't die but um where it went really deep uh underground mm-hmm. and then the emergence right of social activism or the emergence of consciousness or the emergence of that um over the last what would you say maybe 10 years or so mm-hmm. um and then where we are now um and then like how we still even with all the information, knowledge, history, examples, four hidden colors DVDs. Yeah, I mean, with <laughs> with everything that we with everything that we have, we're still we still not not you and me personally, the collective larger we are still looking at these things as being isolated, or we isolate ourselves, or we insulate ourselves, I should say. Mm-hmm. Where I feel like we because we have so much information, so many examples. We have to really learn how to, how are we going to work together? How do we work together? How do we build bridges and how do we, how do we build? You know what I'm saying? Like, how do we use all of that and, and move forward and build? That's what I'm always looking to and, 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 and contemplating and thinking about, you know what I mean? Okay. So with this building bridges and Lord knows this is a classic Piper conversation <laughs> as we've gone many different ways. Mm-hmm. What are some of the bri- bridges that you are building back to women in hip hop? And uh, even though that bridge may not necessarily 
right now lead to where Kari Frazier identifies I hear you. with the artistry per se, mm-hmm. but definitely can appreciate it. And that's the thing. You know, I appreciate it. But what bridges are you building for hip hop? So for right now, um, I have, before I was doing a lot of, excuse me, like work, you know what I mean? Like a lot of, um, like I had an open mic and it was every week. So there was a lot of, um, actual like hands-on work going into like that type of building. I'm going to say if it was a machine, I'd say on the front end. Right. Mm -hmm. So at this point, most of my efforts are really going into what I would consider the back end or the mainframe. Um, like, uh, like right now I just got my L3C and the reason that I got, um, so Michigan is one of eight States that has this, um, business entity. It's called an L3C. And basically what that is, is it's a for-profit entity with a social mission. Mm-hmm. And so, um, the reason that I got that one as opposed to a 501C3 or as opposed to just a straight up LLC is because, I do like to build bridges is because I do like to give back and, um, and I did not want to be held up to have to have a board or to do things and go to a body to like, you know, um, be able to push things through. I wanted to be able to have whoever's at the table, be able to like work together and like move things through. So at this point for, let's say like the rest of 2018, um, mostly what I'm doing is building my tribe. And okay. so, um, like, you know, connecting with you and just connecting with other people. So what, what you does, know, uh, Piper's tribe look like? Who are you looking for? It's for super the person diverse. listening right now. Yeah. That's like, I, I want to be a tribe member. Yeah. I mean, it's super diverse. I mean, I'm looking for people who want to, um, uplift women who want to uplift women in hip hop, who, um, also want to build community who want to hear something different, see something different, want to be a part of um, an open team, want to, uh, you know, support people that really want to make great music and great artistry. Um, And yeah, so, I mean, and that's, you know, on the arts level, but also like got a new attorney, got a new accountant, got, um, a new business partner. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? So, so, yeah. all right, let's, let's unpack some of this mm-hmm. uplift women in hip hop. What does that look like for you? Because people may have a lot of different examples of that. It may be like, yo, I see a trend of strippers turned rappers. So mm-hmm. should I go to the strip club and just, you know, uh, find our artists there. And, uh, basically we can, um, you know, have pole freestyles i mean and i'm pretty sure that's not a part of the piper dream and that's not part of my dream but at the same time i'm not killing dreams either you know uh so pole cypher. <laughs> yeah i mean if that's what if that's what they want to do um so but pole i feel cypher. like i feel like also too i used to be it's like when i first became vegan when I first became vegan in 1990, this is 2018, so, oh my God, that's a long time ago. But yeah, it was uh, tough being vegan back then. It wasn't, they didn't have restaurants. It wasn't trendy. And, yeah, no, it wasn't trendy we didn't restaurants. Have, no. You were in places like uh, Farmer Jack back in the day. Pretty much. Saying like, yo, does this does this have any dairy-based products? And people were just people looking, were at, looking you at you crazy. like, what crack are you smoking? Yeah, I mean, nobody had stuff on the menu. You literally had to make all your own food. But I used to be, you know, very rigid. You know what I mean? And and I used to go up to people and scream at them and stuff. That What are you eating? You know. And so the same thing with, you know, women in hip hop. I, I initially was like, you know, really rigid. And it was like, oh, we can only have women, no guys, blah, blah. But as I've progressed and I started doing this work and I started seeing um, the, how it uh, plays out and how it works best. Um, I feel that people have to, people have to find themselves and they have to find themselves, um, in what it is that they do. And so for me, what I would like to see is what I create. And that might not be for everybody, but it's for the people that it's for. Okay. So give an example of what you see yourself creating next when it comes to like a performance, right? Who would that include? Definitely, I love Mahogany Jones. I love Mahogany too. Definitely, I love Mama Soul all the I time. I love Mama Soul too. 
There's so many Definitely, women. They, they have different energies and wavelengths, too. Mama Soul is like black power revolution. Yeah. And Mahogany's like spitting and, and from a from a wavelength of love and mm-hmm. and and just like you know powerful life. yeah she's yeah. really they're both very powerful yeah 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 i mean there's so many women i mean and i'm also you know um so also it's not just the mc so we have all the elements as well so we have djs b-girls music producers um vocalists um you know, uh, engineers, like we have just a plethora, you know, graffiti artists. We have, uh, where we, we uplift women being able to ha- have respect in their art. So that means some artist development. That means connecting them with opportunities. That means, um, helping them to self-identify their goals and their dreams. Um, helping to do some polishing, helping, to um have them create their life plans and uh, make you know the proper connections um and have them craft and design some events and things that they think would be good for them you know what i mean in their careers as uh this sounds like a vision board party sometimes sometimes it's a sometimes it's a vision board party and then um sometimes it's hard conversations i've never i've never even uh most of vision board parties are definitely a woman energy thing. I, me and my homeboys it's creative. sat around and said, yo, let's do a vision board, bro. But <laughs> y'all have, but the thing is the way, but the way y'all guys do it is just different, right? Yeah, so y'all have strategy a, sessions. What's a, dude, what's a dude vision board? It's like a strategy <laughs> session. Like you said, like, like, you know, you guys come up, you, but actually you do have vision boards. They're called, they're called, uh, they're called plays. You know, when y'all make those plays, when y'all make y'all plays on basketball, you run the ball this way. And then that's what, that's y'all vision board. Vision board. <laughs> that's what y'all vision boards be looking like. No, but I mean, but I guess, you know, they're really just strategy sessions. Um, sometimes they're hard conversations. Sometimes um, it's just sitting, sitting with them and helping them self-identify like what it is they want to do in the next year to 10 years. You know what I mean? That's what's up. Yeah. That's what's up. All right. So you said uplifting hip hop and then supporting community. What yeah. does supporting community look like for you? So for me, um, we have these various communities, right? So we got like our food justice, food security community. We got our arts and culture community. We got our hip hop community. We got our like street rap community, you know, um, and for me, I feel like a lot of the spaces that I'm in that I get a chance to go into, they're very diverse in meaning that I might be, I'm a part of some boards, um, where we discuss what's coming to Detroit. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, what, what projects are going to, uh, come to the city, what, what can get green lighted. I'm also on some boards, um, to decide like some funding for some, institutions and things like that and so that's that's like one community per se Mm -hmm. and then i'm also part of the social justice community with various justices mostly environmental justice um there's a lot of stuff i work on racial equity um and so these are different communities right because they're in their academics and they're in university they might be like in a church they might be in a mosque they might be in a masjid they might be um, volunteering at a school, they might have a com- they might be at a community center, you know what I mean. So I like to um build with different people around the city, um that are doing different work that supports um youth, families, women, um and though and those are those are my interests. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right. So circling three hundred and sixty back to Piper Carter. Yeah. You brought up young folks and family. Right. So let's go family. Okay. Piper Carter and family right now. Yeah. What's standing? What's happening with your bloodline? How's y'all gathering? How are y'all powwowing? You know, my family is so diverse. Mm -hmm. There's hundreds of us. Okay. On all sides. My family is so big and it's crazy because everywhere we go. Your dad's side. my, My dad's side. Actually, 
I don't know so many of them. I only have a couple cousins. We we mostly talk on Facebook. We're the same age. Mm. And then like an aunt. My dad, um, we don't really talk like that for real, for real. It's mostly like holidays. My sister, uh, we talk on Facebook mostly. Sometimes we text. Mm-hmm. My On my mom's side, oh my God. It's like, I feel like, oh my goodness. Uh, so... Do I have, they get involved? Uh, what's their role in your work and in, uh, in the support? Is my uh, younger I've, cousins, my younger cousins, they 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 really respect me. My older <laughs> my older family members, uh-huh. I'm like the I'm like the black sheep for for everybody for anybody that's older than me. They look at me like, oh, that's a little pipe, you know. I'm like the I'm just like the little pip squeak. I'm the you know. But my younger cousins, they look up to me. So they're like Piper, Piper, Piper. So they helped me. They helped me when I had the gallery. They they'll help me raise money. They're all grown now, so mm-hmm. they're all like over like twenty two or something like that. Okay. So they help. They help me. They they love working with me. They love uh, listening to me. They love being around me. So my little cousins are like a super super joy. We gonna get them. We gonna get one of them to produce the Piper Carter podcast. Yeah, we gotta get them. They will love it. They will just be here, just in effect. So much production. They're just okay. I just love them, and they're and they're all like really smart and really awesome and dynamic. Okay, and you you'll see you'll see where we're related. You know, mm-hmm. we're all really silly as well. So okay, yes, you you definitely, and that's what we share. You like my my dry uh, sense of humor about some of these uh, blackisms. I love it that uh, that just exists. It's like some black people shit that. Sometimes because you went to African centered school, so yeah, we, we that, share that. So and, it's like and and just <laughs> Northwestern too. Yeah, it's, we both went to Northwestern. It's, That's what's it's up. a level of just you know it only makes sense in the hood. I was mm-hmm. uh, it's every day, every day over here. It's always something uh, that just like it makes sense over here. I, I don't even know <laughs> where it's like this is probably like so weird. Okay, I'm I'm at the gas station today. I pull up uh, Dexter and Davidson, mm-hmm. and uh, the guy that's a powerful vortex. Yeah, you talk about it. Talk about it. So, <laughs> so I'm sitting at the gas station because I've been going there for a while. The, the black-owned place, it's an African guy that owns the one over here at Linwood and Davis. Okay, good. Sometimes I go there. Sometimes I don't. But uh, the Arab guys that own the one that, or the Chaldean family that owns the one at Dexter and Davidson, I go there often. And that's another hood thing. It's like I go to the same three gas stations because I'm afraid they put water in other gas. Hilarious. I know, but it, you know it what I'm saying? This is like so classic hood that it's like, see what gas station you can go to. And then I'd be like, oh, was over there on East Van Dyke. Mm-hmm. Put water in that gas over there. But, um, <laughs> but so I'm at the gas station and, and it's a young kid and I could, it's like a, a professionally dressed, like, uh, lady. I, I would say she had to be mid twenties or whatever. Mm-hmm. And as I'm just pulling up, I just see him knocking on her or approaching her. Like, what's up? What's up? Like, I saw the whole her get out the car and I'm like, he about to say something to her. And then the the guy that asked me for some change was like, you should just go on and give him your number. Mm. You should just give him your number. So it's like you get play from the guy that's asking for change. It's like he's supporting you getting her number. Wow. It's like she stalked, stomped out the uh, <laughs> the gas station. Golly. <laughs> and I'm like, yeah. Approaching a girl at the gas station is so culturally Dexter and Davidson. I mean, that's that's what if you go to any gas station right now <laughs> or any second of the day, that's just like the order of business there, you know, and it's and it and, and it ha- so you got the different types of like approach. <laughs> so it might be like, you know, there's the there's the like the the suburban dude that dropped off some chick that he was just messing with that lives in the hood that had to stop and get gas not really from there and then you know he'll see you and be like you know approach you and be like oh uh try to hold the door how are you yes okay uh, (laughs) this nice jacket (laughs) great hair Oh, you come here often, you, come <laughs> you know, here often, like, you know, it's the gas station. <laughs> you know, or you might get like the, 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 the hood dude that'll just come through. Like, I don't hold doors for chicks and whatnot. 
But that's like him trying that was to pick him. you up. That was that that was the young dude today. He his whole energy was that. You know, they they tell you somehow they think that that's romantic. You know, like I don't know what that is. I'm hey, being that, me. That's I'm being him me. Being me. Yeah, I was gonna say that's what he gonna say. I'm being that me. Being him. Hey. Or you get like the uh, even even the, even the guy that like works behind the gas station thing, uh-huh. and then he'll say, "My queen, my queen, how are you, my queen." Hey. <laughs> He's trying to kick it hey, to you, you gotta, too. Hey, you got You got to get in where you fit in. As, <laughs> as, as Todd Shaw once said on an album title, right? You gotta get in where you fit in. Hilarious. So, like that whole like, I see stuff like that all the time, and like this is such classic hood culture. But the guy just just saying, "Give him your number. Give him your number." Golly, <laughs> he I, was trying she just to stomped out. And she was just so upset over the whole thing because mm. to me it's like, and this is me and my man disposition. It's like, why does it even matter? Like, why does this anger her so much? It was probably frustration. It had probably been the hundredth time in the last ten minutes. I'm sure. And she was probably just like, again, God. Yeah, to me that'd be flattering. No, it's not flattering. <laughs> it's quite the opposite. It's it's really annoying. <laughs> it's like I remember. Okay, so I wasn't with you know I went to Howard, and you know in Howard I remember being a freshman, and hearing DC the DC accent for the first time was these dudes were trying to kick it to us. We were freshmen. We were going to the store because you know Howard's in the hood, mm-hmm. so we were posse up. We were going to the store and these guys were driving past us and they were like, they ain't showing you the Joan Jet line hat show. And I was like, what did they say? <laughs> and one of the girls that was with us, you know, she was from DC. She was our interpreter, our hood interpreter. And she was our like, interpreter. and she, and she was like, they said them joints are jive like hype shorty. And I was like, hmm, that's how they pick girls up? She's like, yeah. So Shorty, that was way back. Everyone knows what Shorty is now, but this was like 1990, and Shorty was like new to me. I was like, hmm, we don't say that in Detroit. Shorty, I'm not short. You know, (laughs) Shorty was like if you were short back then. But uh, yeah, and then they have a saying that things are jive or they're jive-like, which back then... Well, now I guess you would say what? What would people say? It's just like really good, lit. Lit. Yeah, jive and jive like is like lit. But I'm sure if I say it, by the time I get it and I say it, my little cousins say, "I don't nobody say that no more." Right, 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 right. Yeah, and it's interesting. And I don't even say lit. Like (laughs) I'll just I'll just say lit like to my youth that I work with, and I'll say yeah lit because I feel stupid. Like what I'm gonna say lit for? I still say fresh. I'm like you know what? I say I stick to my I stick fresh. fresh, I stick with me. Yeah, stick to my era. Stick to my era. It's fresh. It's fresh. I know. I know. I'm like I'm like my uh, like our parents. Like my yeah yeah like some of my antiquated (laughs) family members that still speak. They still say they like I'm keeping mine. Yeah. They like, like that's bad. That's bad. You everything know, it's so bad. Everything. It's like bad meaning good. You know. And then just <laughs> I like a lot of the, that slick talk. You know. Yeah, the slick Whether talk be is judged is by good. twelve. The Gary Boss. <laughs> <laughs> it's true. Can't talk slick to a can of oil. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, the slick talk is pretty sweet. The Detroit slick talk. That's like. That's like the best. Like my mom's like generation, Flynn. that's how they talk. <laughs> like they just Flynn. talk like that. And they just talk like my mom's generation, my uncles and all, they just talk so smooth, so slow. Yeah, so the other day, the brother, you know, and, it, and it's like yeah. you're there waiting like, what are you going to say? Hurry up and say what you got to say. <laughs> they just take like 15 minutes to say like, yeah, you know. We got a, we got a, uh, me and my homeboy, he, he the funniest person ever. We got a, a like a, a uncle almost named Sergio Tashini, because I swear to God, I almost want to buy it off of him because I I need a Sergio Tashini. <laughs> oh my God. Sergio Tashini is crazy as hell. Oh my God. He carries a, uh, like my group with me and Alex White now called Gold Medallion. He has like all of that, like the gold bracelets, the wow. gold medallion. Wow. The, um, his house is the wicker chair, the Shaka Zulu wow. wicker chair. Is like his house is a walk 
to you know silk screen black wow. afro woman paintings wow it's still like that yeah it's, it's wow it's, it's all it's all all shoot it's vintage now <laughs> yeah i know i know like it's gonna take like some white firm to say that you know this oh is, yeah uh, <laughs> you know <laughs> right like the rustic look we yeah. no longer go for the rustic look we go for the exploitation yeah of the 70s yeah you know. yeah yeah wow you that's know. incredible i want to see i want to see this guy's house stone cold fox all the most terms he said stone cold fox <laughs> <laughs> no but they had the best terms they had the best they had the best everything i love the 70s you know. the 70s was like that that was the last hoorah you know, that was when things yeah, were that's great a term and right awesome. There, a hoorah! That's <laughs> hooting and hollering, yeah, cussing and carrying on. <laughs> but the seventies was awesome. You know, it was life before crack. Yeah, it was. It was. I, I yeah, it was. It was. Uh, from what I hear, because I'm eighty two. So no, I'm seventy two. So I was there. Yeah, you was there. You, yeah, you touched it. So, yeah, yeah, it, and it, it was, was it was life before crack. I mean, the hood was beautiful. I mean, in real life, and we actually had a community, and it was just like a a richness, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's just when I go through neighborhoods now, it's like, gosh, that thing mm-hmm. is missing. Like people used to know each other on the block. Everybody knew, you know, you knew, you had like block pride. Mm-hmm. You know, and people knew each other around and you just don't really have that. People don't even know each other, live next door to each other. Yeah, I know. I know most of my neighbors. I'm thinking about getting the uh, block club started. You should. I already know it's going to it's going to open me up, but I'm ready for it now. I'm old enough where, you know, the 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 obligation it changes the dynamics of your relationship mm. with everybody. But I'm with it. And that's why I never would before because the time I was spending more in business. Mm-hmm. So, so yeah, like I said, these are these are classic conversations. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I don't know what you want to share as we wrap, come to sort of an end next week. I don't know what themes, what will be in the mind of Piper Carter. Yeah, you know what? So much happens in a whole week. So much happens in a day of Piper Carter. Yeah, and, and in a whole week too. I mean- yeah. So much happens like every day because I have, um, literally I have three businesses mm-hmm. and so, you know, there's so much always going on. Plus I do, plus I'm a part of different groups. Like I said, I do community organizing and like all the things that, you know, I'm involved in, um, you know, they're evolving. So like I'm a part of, um, <clears throat> you know, a bunch, a bunch of different groups uh, different hip hop organizations, um, globally, um, like I said, different social justice organizations. So especially in the social justice world, stuff pops off, shoot, stuff might be popping off now. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. So you never know, like in a whole week, but I mean, there's so much I could talk about. I mean, that I didn't touch on, you know, this was just the first show, you know? Um, but I think it, you know, Right now, something that's really weighing heavy on my heart, um, in addition to all the other crises, but uh, is the Flint water crisis. Mm-hmm. Um, so uh, those of us that have been working in that on that um, know that it hadn't gone away, Mm-mm. but um, recently um, it they declared a state of emergency. And so they're looking for people to donate um, different supplies and things like that. And that's going to be ongoing. There's so much um, blood um, lead in the children's blood levels that they had to declare a state of emergency. And I'm trying to figure out how did they get Conyers before they got Snyder? When Snyder is responsible, like this dude's attempted murder. Are we going to have the white man... With money versus black man. No, but I just mean. I went to a discussion. Right. No, I mean, but in real life, this guy's an attempted murder. This guy Snyder's attempted murder. He's a murderer. He's a murderer. But he's a white man that's rich. Bro, he's like they're completely invested in Nestle. Nestle is like basically stealing the water from Detroit. Me and 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 making people pay for it. Me and my sister had an international trip on it. I remember. When the story first broke, and it's been years in the game now, 
and Dar was like, Snyder's going to probably go to jail over this. I was like, Dar, that's a rich white man. Wow. I was like, I will, I will buy a plane ticket for you and whoever you want anywhere on earth. I mean, one thing I, that I'll probably talk he, about every week is the water. He, if he even faces trial, it's sort of like George W. Bush over a rock. Like he ain't even going to face trial over it. This is crazy. I mean, I'll tell you who will go to jail. Uh, the black guy that was involved, that Darnell Early guy. Yeah. Because he black, yeah, he'll go to jail. Yeah. Yeah, black people take the fall often. For everything. Yeah. But I think, sure I think Kevin uh, Orr, for the oh Detroit bankruptcy, will oh end up God. going to jail. Oh, my God. And if Robert Bob wasn't near, you know, almost getting out the game in the first place, he'd probably go to jail for what he did with Detroit Public Schools. Bro. You know, black people in high positions interacting with a lot of white people with money uh, it's it generally don't old don't, well don't, for those yeah, people no no you know but i mean but those are types of things i want to talk about uh you know just keep these things on people's minds you know like the water definitely hip-hop all the time I feel you. <laughs> you know um definitely you know education uh and just the things that we that we you know talk about all the time and stuff mm-hmm. we care about um i want to definitely keep those things on the top of people's minds because I think what tends to happen is they become a news story and then it just kind of goes away. But um, I feel like we get to see it, you know, on a regular basis. And so I want to uh, keep those things alive in people's minds and help people remember, like, this is what we, you know, this is our duty. We need to really be diligent about holding folks accountable for what the heck is going on around here, you know? All day. Well, it was great. We will have more. If people want to get in contact with you, what should they do? If they want to get in contact with me, I mean, I was thinking they should probably contact Detroit is different. Okay. Or what do you think? All right. Is we that gonna cool? have a, I'm going to make an email for Piper through Detroit is different. So yeah. Piper at Detroit is different.com. Yeah. Piper I mean, this is a great platform. Detroit is different.com. I like this platform. Um, I, I'm really, I'm going to be transparent and tell you like so many people. I mean, a long list of people were like, you want to do a podcast like why would you go over there and do a podcast and build his mm-hmm. thing up why wouldn't you do your on your own thing i'm like why wouldn't i partner with mm-hmm. somebody that's building something that's really awesome that why wouldn't i want to go like build that up and and support that hey i, I just know how people are people are ridiculous but more power to people too, and that we'll get into those discussions. We'll get into too those discussions as, too. As I am, like, <clears throat> you got to look at it like, um, as I'm growing older, I'm trying to be more cognizant of what, of what behaviors and inequities I can accept most in black people, and I'm sure the ones that get <laughs> under my skin more are the ones that are really still in me. Mm. So um, I'm trying to to just recognize the behaviors and take it for where it's at. Because mm-hmm. we all just, the, the trauma of living in America mm. as America is not designed for us, um, it's tough. I, I just came back from D.C. in the, in the National, in the Smithsonian Museum and just every level, it, it's so... Our triumphs mm. as a people are connected to tragedy, mm. you know. So the pride at the very end of the at the of the museum, it's like you know, obviously, the three floors. It's like one floor, middle passage, mm. up to Reconstruction, mm. then Reconstruction up to 1968, then mm. 1968 up to today. Mm. So you kind of end off with Barack Obama being elected, mm. but everything is from a lens of look at everything we can accomplish based on the tragedies Mm. we've been through as opposed to like a triumph just being a triumph Mm. our triumphs come from tragedy so due to that trauma that Mm. that's connected to Mm -hmm. i mean i accept so much that isn't sensible and i have to be cognizant of you know what within my own personal psyche can Mm -hmm. be there Mm -hmm. as you know i rock with you i have love for piper Piper's my homie. I enjoy being around you. We people don't know we have these conversations all the time w- without the microphone on. Right, right, right. So I can enjoy this. So I don't mind this, and I'm gonna go. You know, uh, 
I'm gonna get you to the crib, then I'm gonna come back and I'm gonna edit video all night for Detroit. <laughs> so this is something that I can appreciate whether one person listens to it or whether a hundred thousand. So I'm well, glad I that Detroit you is welcome. different. I'm glad you're, you you came to Detroit is different, but I'm also very aware of so much uh, that could be seen as um, it's just not as progressive as we want things to be. But mm-hmm. I do understand the challenge to be progressive when you are a black person in America where tragedy. And trauma is our default um, mm-hmm. existence. Right. So I, I I just look to recognize it and say, you know. But the thing, but but what I what I appreciate, this is what I appreciate. This is why this is why I really came here. Number one, because of you, your passion, your professionalism, um, your aesthetic, uh, all of that is is stellar. Um, also, too, I see the um, the efforts that you've put into. Um, creating a, a solid platform you know mm. i'm a follower i've been a follower of your blog the blog yeah. is really awesome um if you guys read the blog or if you if you don't uh currently subscribe to the blog you should it's really good you know you talk to different types of community people i mean all the way from you know people that are really well known to people yeah, that, you know, that no one knows. Yeah, everyone mm-hmm. with a story. Um, uh, the way everything is designed is great. All your graphic design. Thanks. Um, the 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 attention to detail, the 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 strategy, um, and your perspective. And I just you know, uh, you love hip hop, so I know you know that that warms my heart. Like anyone that loves hip hop as much as you do, uh, yeah. you know the culture. Yeah, and you, you know what I mean. And I and I feel the same way even within hip hop because part of my love for hip hop is hip hop comes out of that same tragedy and trauma. Mm. Hip hop exists. Like you and I, we went to Northwestern high school. Northwestern mm-hmm. high school is blocks away from Motown, mm-hmm. Hitsville, USA. Mm-hmm. Uh, throughout the sixties, students would leave Northwestern and, and go on these race based tours, mm. you know, traveling the world with the Supremes, the four tops, mm. Martha Reeves and the Vandellas mm-hmm. because of the, the, the arts programs that existed mm-hmm. in school, mm-hmm. like at our school, like yep. people talk about music programs, leaving schools, but like we had a school that provided the background yeah. bands for music that right now is still recognized yeah. as like the foundation music for the Beatles right. for um, for, for what Bob Marley uh, built for what uh, the most popular form of, of, of what music was for internationally mm-hmm. was coming from like students that just walked down the street. A yeah. lot of the students that a lot of the players from Motown mm-hmm. were from Northern and Northwestern. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and, you know, a, not that many from Cass, even though Cass is branding, you know, anybody that went to Cass, <laughs> they, did it, they talk about it. But a lot of them just walk right down the street. Mm-hmm. And uh, that programming stopped. It ceased to exist. So the mm-hmm. trauma and the trauma from that created a world of hip hop that really started in the Bronx. But as it started coming through Detroit, uh, mm-hmm. you know, we we created the music with what we had mm-hmm. and through it was the triumph of where hip-hop is now mm-hmm. but if the music programs were to stay mm-hmm. during a lot of the reagan uh reagan approach towards schooling and education and mm. trickle-down economics and, and cutting uh cutting funding for arts mm-hmm. education cutting funding for uh for um for drug rehabilitation, cutting funding mm-hmm. for recreational centers, cutting mm-hmm. funding for so many of these other resources that mm-hmm. we heard about. Mm-hmm. And you and I as Northwestern, you know, hear about all these different programs. Right. And our high school would have been different. Way different. But the high school we had drew us over to hip hop. Yep. From the tri- from the tragedy comes the triumph of hip hop. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. You know, so... I can agree with that. So in 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 some iteration of the black experience, maybe mm-hmm. not in my lifetime or your lifetime, mm-hmm. the triumph may become the triumph. That's the goal. Right. That's the goal. Right. You know, the goal will be somebody black could be president. And then you just look at it like they ain't doing nothing. And I'm not going to feel like I got to sit and damn near cry and have an emotional breakdown just because somebody black became president hilarious you know but at this point 
I probably would have another emotional breakdown. <laughs> <laughs> right. <laughs> right. You know, I want somebody as brazenly pro-black as Donald yeah. Trump is, as brazenly racist. Oh, you mean... And I would have an emotional <laughs> breakdown if that person became president. Really? You mean you don't want... Uh... I don't know, Ben Carson. <laughs> I want, yeah, I want Ben Carson. I want Cory Booker. I want, I, I want, I, I don't even know who's who's brazenly black. Oh, I don't know. My I want Omar Johnson or something. I want, I want, uh, want Dr. Sabi's son <laughs> saying, saying this office itself gave America cancer. <laughs> right. <Yeah>. Right. <laughs> That's the State of the Union address I want to see. Right, right, right. <laughs> No, I mean, but yeah, so, I mean, this is going to be exciting because we can talk about all this kind of stuff and go all over the world. Hip hop, you know, world politics, local politics, you know, and, 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 and I mean, we can also bring in some guests. We'll be bringing in some guests. Yeah. You know, I talk, I talk to a lot of different people, so we'll schedule some cool guests to come in. So, yeah, I'm with it. So I appreciate, thanks for, you know, having this platform and, 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 and bringing me on and asking me to, you know, oh, have a platform Piper. on your platform. Like, As that's what's up. Say, I'm Team Piper. I'm Team oh, Piper. Now I'm blushing. Yes. <laughs> Hilarious. And we'll also talk about best gas station approaches for guys, too. We'll, Hilarious. We'll go, we'll go over for that. How about just relax? <laughs> what about, about Detroit uh, club approach? Like, where you grab a woman. By, oh, my God. Where you grab a woman uh, right above her elbow. <laughs> You gonna get the hood wrap me too, elbow to the neck. <laughs> the ghetto me too. Yeah, get that elbow to the neck. Like. <laughs> My brother gonna come up here and beat you up. That's Pretty much. <laughs> thank you, thank you. Yeah, thank you. Tune in weekly to the Piper Carter podcast with Piper Carter for a conscious take on music, arts, politics, and fashion. The founder of We Found Hip Hop has a say on what you should know about culture with a balanced conscience. Subscribe on Apple iTunes or Google Play to the Piper Carter podcast to hear the stories and thoughts of Piper Carter. Follow Piper Carter on Instagram at Piper Carter.